0: Thank you for tuning in to Repairs of the Breach Ministries podcast. We pray this podcast blesses you as Pastor Calvin King delivers a message from God. A way out. Many of you this week, this past 21 days, has found a way out. And you found that way out through obedience by getting your mindset that you are not going to go back and do a certain thing. And therefore, focusing in on that one thing that you were going to leave alone, you were able to, to, to put blinders on. And focus on what you said that you was going to sacrifice to the Lord and you were not going to do it. And therefore, you saw victory. You found a way out. And it was through your obedience to God. There are these things that are going on now called escape room. Have you, all, have you all heard about these? They're coming up on Memphis. They're coming up all over. Escape room. I hadn't went to one, but I heard it was fun. It's where you get locked into this place for an hour or so, like, and you have to find clues in order to get out and go to the next room. Okay? So, so when I heard about that, and I started looking at it, God started dealing with me about it. He said, that's the same thing with the mind of my people. They need to find a way out. They need to escape what's going on in here. And see, what's happening is that you all don't understand that every thought goes through your head is not yours, okay? And if, you, if the devil got you bound and got you trapped by some sin or something, you need to find your way of escape. You need to find your wife. You need to look for clues because God will give you clues on how to get out of the situation. He is faithful and he is just. You're not going to be able to stand before God and say, I didn't know how to get out of that situation. God's going to rewind the tape and show you how he got you out of it. Yeah. Watch this. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13, for the King James Version. There is no temptation, no temptation that's has taken you but such as common to man. Whatever you get faced with, somebody else has been faced with it too. Yeah. So stop thinking that. Oh, I can nobody know what I'm going through. Nobody. Where are those thoughts coming from? That's the enemy. You, what you've been hit with, somebody else has been hit with it too. So don't think that the, and let the devil deceive you to making you think that you don't want somebody going through. Maybe other folks going through. And the thing is, they're going through. You decide to sit down and wallow in yours. So who's at fault? You could have came through too. All right? So there's no temptation that has taken you but such is common to man but God. All the temptation that you hit with, the writer just erased it when he said, but God. I tell you when you put that button that, it erases everything else. The fact that you're being tempted, but God. Makes you focus on him. But God is faithful. You're being tempted, but God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above what you're able to bear. So don't say that you had to give in, that you were forced to give in. You wanted to give in. You were able to stop it at any point. Think about when you're tempted, and the devil put that, that subtle spirit on you, and you you know better, but you keep thinking about it in your head. And, and before you know it, you go ahead on and do it. That's your will. That's your choice. That's not God. That's not the devil. That's you. And if you are not, if you don't understand this, you're going to lose every battle. What I want to do now is take you to the next step. You fasted. You prayed. You got some victories over that big thing. Well, guess what? These little small foxes can destroy the vines. Yeah, yeah. The victory that you just got or it's on its way to you, can be offset by these little small things if you don't watch out for them. Mm -hmm. If you like to drink and you've been off the alcohol, then guess what the devil's going to do? That was that big thing, that alcohol. For 21 days, you went without it. Now I'm all right. Well, now you let your guard down a little bit, and now you're walking by somebody, and they just smell like alcohol. And you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. you go to a restaurant, and everybody else, and all of a sudden, they just start pouring the, the wine, and it, and it looks so cold. That glass looks so beautiful. You're watching TV in the game, and, and all of a sudden, everybody's talking about the But-Wilder and, the, and, the, and the, You know, it's just it, what's happening is the television has begun to program you because you have won a big victory and the devil does not want it, so he sent all these little foxes to destroy the vine. So you got to watch out because, and then guess what? If you've been, now that he done put all these images back in your mind, your kid come in acting a plump fool and get on your what? Last nerve. And since they got on your last nerve, you don't want to trip or flip so you go get you something to what? Calm your nerves. Next thing you know, you're hooked again. Just like that. It's strategic. It's a strategy. And I'm telling you so that you can watch out for it. Because what I want you to go from glory to glory. You got one victory, there's more. Now you want a bigger victory, there will be a bigger victory. Mm-hmm. So, now watch this. God is faithful who will not suffer you to be tempted. Above that you are able to bear. But with the temptation also make a way to escape. You don't hear what God just said. Every time the devil bring you a temptation God is going to send you a way of escape. The problem is we're we don't, we're not ignorant to the devil's devices. We're not ignorant to what God's doing, but our will is so strong, we want to do it. Just, just say that same person who was drinking and getting ready to drink, and, and they're getting ready to go into the liquor store, and they're getting ready to go in there, and guess what? They found another member who was coming down there, and they ducking. Well, that was your escape. Duck your butt back in that car and get out of there. <laughs> that was your way of escape. Watch this, God always gives you a way of escape, okay? When you're getting ready to do something wrong, there's always an opportunity that will come in for a split second, and you have to take that second, that way of escape. Because a way of escape is not always, boom, okay, this is a way of escape. It'll open up, but then it closes back. Because if it stays open, then when you run out, the enemy can run out behind you. So when it opens up, you get out, and it shuts back. It's almost like a portal of time. You can get lost in God's presence; and the enemy can't find you. You hear me? I'm teaching you now. Okay, I'm trying to help you. Some of you all been asking, "What do I do next? What do I do?" I'm telling you what to do next. Start looking for your way of escape. You full of lust, and you just got to hit you, son. And you know she ain't married to you, and you step there, and you looking, and then next thing you feel something. That was your way of escape. Mm -hmm. God always gives you a way of escape. You get ready to go do something that you're supposed to be doing, and the phone rings, and it stops you for a moment, that's your way of escape. They are subtle ways, just like the attacks are subtle. You're in a spiritual realm, and you're fighting against unseen forces, and you don't realize what's really going on. You don't realize what's at stake. Your blessings is at stake. Your sanity is at stake. God's trying to keep your mind stayed on him. Some of you all who, who told me you got over smoking, that, that urge come back. You said, nope, in Jesus' name, I'm not going to do it. That devil had to take off. Now there will be some times when the devil won't just take off. He's going to be with you for an hour. My question is, can you tarry one hour? Can you hold out one hour until that temptation leaves you? When the disciples went to sleep, Jesus asked them, he said, could you not tarot with me for one hour? Could you not just stay focused? Could you not stay prayed up just for one hour? You get ready to watch that pornography. Just for one hour, fight it off. You might go to sleep and wake up the next morning. God, I'm so thankful that I didn't go mess with that. Just give it one hour. You get ready to smoke that cigarette. Just get through that one hour. You say you're not going to eat. You know they cooking. Don't go over there. at least for one hour. <laughs> and I'm going to leave some stuff alone. But boy, I tell you, it's hard when you're trying to do, you do your thing. <laughs> Woo. That's why it's so important if the whole church going fast, that we all going fast, because call, call, If I go on fast and you don't go on fast, then I'm mad at you now. Now I got something else I got to deal with God about because, you know, you going on fast and and gain weight. (laughs) How are you going on fast and gain weight? You know, I don't know. You know, every time I do, I lose, you know. Hey, so anyway, I'll leave that alone. All right, let me get back to my scriptures, all right? But God will give you a way. of escape, so that you can bear it, so that you can bear it, so that you can deal with it. Y'all hear me? All right. Now watch this. Let me give you something here, so it's going to help you. You're going to have to transform the way you think. See, the enemy has a way of getting you to think the way he wants you to think. Now you've got to transform that, that way of thinking. Well, Pastor, I don't even know when I start thinking like this. Well, it's the people you hang? That's why the Bible says watch what you say, what you hear, and what you see. You're being programmed. Your mind is the most, most delicate and advanced computer ever known to mankind. So whatever you hear, say, and see has a way of programming you. Do you know what television is called? Television is programming. TV program, programming. It's getting you to think a certain way. All those are subliminal messages. All right, the game finna get ready to come on. You know why I fasted? Got everybody got in before that time because I know after that was over with when the Super Bowl hit, it's over. Now the devil is waiting on the Super Bowl too. He'll spend three million dollars for two seconds. Who would spend three million dollars for two seconds? The devil will. Why? Because he has to put his images back in your mind. He has to reprogram you because you've been off for this thing for 21 days. You've been away from the TV, and now the devil's saying, I've got too much invested to let you go. So I know you want to watch the game, and some of y'all don't even care who wins, but you're going to watch it because the devil needs to program you. He needs to get you back where he can defeat you, get you back on his territory, on his standards, so that he can whip your butt, so that he can steal, kill, and destroy your life. Mm-hmm. You might say, you know what? Well, I'm not an alcoholic. Well, you might be, be lusting for women. You know what? And now all of a sudden, them cheerleaders on the, you know, and you're just watching. You ain't they don't bother you. They don't bother you. But back in your mind, they got you. You might be lusting for men. I'm just some big old football player. <laughs> a little tight thing. They got up. <laughs> run, boy, run. All those images are getting in there. And they're getting in your mind, and they're searching for your weakness. Searching for the thing that you tried to let die so they can bring life back to it. All right. So you got to transform your thinking. It's been said that we move in the direction of our innermost dominant thought. You will experience what you think on. My son told me a certain car that he wanted. And, and 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 I said, okay, you know, all right, cool. And he said, I know it because I see them everywhere now. That's a confirmation to him that that's supposed to be his car. Well, the thing that I'm trying to get him, get him to understand is that when you fix your mind on wanting something, then you see them everywhere. I know when I first saw my that I wanted there was nobody else driving The Only place you see it on was on TV. But when I pulled it off that truck and I drove it, I started saying, wait a minute, that's another one. There's another one. That's another. One. They have always been there. But they weren't coming to my attention until I wanted one. There are temptations all around you, but when the devil can get you to focus on that one thing, then it sees everywhere. And because it'll just pop up everywhere. Why? Because he's programming you. Mm -hmm. Whatever your mind is consumed with will transform your thinking and your vision. That's why God said when you see the vision, make it plain. So that others can see it and run with it as well. It's so important that what you want, you put it before you, causing you to many times carry out the thought pattern, whether it's either good or bad. So, Pastor, what do we do? We live in a world that's full of subliminal messages. How do we handle this thing? You know how to handle it. Some things you just going to have to pull away from. Mm-hmm. If you're mad at somebody, you, you're not going to be able to watch how you get away with murder. Mm-mm. Just the thought of it, the title of it, going to tell you I need to think about this thing. And you're like, I'm not a killer, but 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 you know they're getting on my nerves. And I'm going to deal with something to show you: every thought is not yours; every voice going in your head is not yours. Okay, all right. You can't watch Snap. Ms. Rita was in that ministering this morning. She didn't know she was taking my message. You can't watch Snap. I tell my wife, we ain't watching that. Because <laughs> I know sometimes I get on her nerve, and then next thing I know, I don't want nothing snapping around my house. <laughs> snap, crackle nor <up>, no pop. <laughs> so what we've got to do is learn how and why it's so important in this day and time that we must do what God told us. He said, I beg you, I beseech you, brethren. We must renew our mind." Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. Watch this, from the King James Version. I beseech you, or I beg you. This is God talking. I beg you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is the most reasonable thing you can do. With there's much stuff going on out there in the world today and all these subliminal messages and all this stuff trying to get you to act a fool up in here. You need to renew your mind. You need to submit yourself to God, which is the reasonable service. God, this is my body. This is my life. This is my everything. God, I surrender it to you, God. This is the most reasonable thing I can do. Why? Because there's so much distractions out there in the world. And I need to put some change on this thing before I wreck myself. Before I hurt myself and hurt others, I need to submit myself to your word, to your will. I need to renew my mind. Now it's up to you. God may put it on your heart that every every three times a week you might need to fast. And you're not always have to fast from food. You might fast from the TV. You might fast from the radio. You might just fast and say, you know what? I'm setting this out alone so that I can study my word. I can get back into the truth of God. Because you see your heart get off. You see yourself getting off. You can see when you start doing something silly. When you're watching LMN and you can see yourself doing that, you need to go fast. You can see yourself doing something that they might be doing. In other words, you can make the news, you need to stop. <laughs> Slow your roll, get in your word, because something is being programmed, something is getting off. When you catch yourself starting to cuss again, you need to go reprogram yourself. When you feel a little words that start to slip out, go back. Check yourself. Mm-hmm. Being in this church, being under this word, it helps to put some restraints on you so you don't go off like you used to. If you're in here today and you've been in here for the last two weeks, you ought not be able to cuss like you used to cuss. There'll be some restraint somewhere in your life you all feel guilty when you go out like when you do like you matter of fact, if you fasted that all have broke some bonds in your life something that you were bound to and you ought to catch yourself when you cuss now or when you watch TV and something jump out at you like, ooh, where did that come from It's always been there but since you cut that TV off for a while it had a chance to die out All right let me keep going all right so Watch this. Uh, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Why do I need to renew my mind? He goes on to answer. That you may prove, because if you don't renew this, the world going to tell you that everything's okay. Isaiah said the day is coming where evil will look good, and good looks evil. He said woe to that generation. And we're in that generation right now. And if you don't renew your mind, you won't be able to prove what's right. You won't even be able to prove what, what, what God, what thus said the Lord. And you'll look at me like I'm crazy. Like I need to stay out of politics. Like I need to stay out of this. Like I need to stay out of your business. I, I don't want to hear what Pastor Ben preaching on negative Really? All right. Prove what is good. Acceptable. You hear that? There are some things that's not acceptable, people. There's some thing that you do, you do it because everybody do it or because of peer pressure or because there's some devil, and you accept it. And you know that you shouldn't be accepted. That, that is not good. But you wonder because it's a it's a gray line. That's not a gray line. Go back to your word. God will point it out. What is acceptable, perfect, and the will of God, okay? I'm going to tell you a secret, all right? Listen to me real good. There's a real devil out there. And I know you know it. Some of you may not know it. But the devil is real. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. God is telling you people. But we still acting like I'm your enemy and you're my enemy. And God said, you're missing the whole point. You're not wrestling against flesh and blood, but against principalities. That's not the name of your friend. All right? Principalities against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. There's some strategic positions that's out there that the devil is planning stuff against you and you don't realize it because you're mad at your neighbor, you're mad at your co-worker, you're mad. Well, guess what? It was an enemy that has done this. Yeah. And what you have to do is watch out and make sure, since I know that the devil is real and that the battle that I'm fighting, I'm not fighting against flesh and blood. Now, I'm trying to help you now. Listen to me. Get this. Wake up. Shake yourself. How many of you have really ever heard something say something? There you go. Waking you up now. All right, here we go. Now you woke. How many of you ever heard something say something? Some told me. Uh-huh. Some told me not to do that. Some told me to turn here. Some told me not to go there. Uh Uh-huh. You heard something. Say something. Yeah. uh Uh-huh. Where did that that voice come from? Where where is the something? Uh Uh-huh. Watch this. 1 Corinthians chapter 14 verse 10. There are, it may be, so many kind of voices in the world, and none of them without significance. They all have a reason. They all have a language. They all have a voice. And there are many voices out there. Corinthians said, though I speak with tongues of men and of angels, men and of angels, so there's the, vo- the voice of men and voice of angels, and some of them are fallen angels. Just like the Holy Ghost can tell you, or some told you not to turn here, some told you not to mess with him, some told you to leave her alone, that something was the Holy Ghost. Well, if the Holy Ghost is a spirit and speak something to you, then guess what? There's an enemy out there who can do the same. If something told you you needed to smoke and you know you didn't kick the habit, if something told you you could go on and do wrong and you know you shouldn't, you got to identify that something. Because that something could be the devil. Now he can't make you do nothing, but he can bombard your mind about thinking. Okay, you've got over drinking. You said you weren't gonna drink no more. Matter of fact, let me be, Somebody told me they got over uh, smoking dope. You don't smoke reefer no more. Marijuana, cannabis, whatever you call it, weed, grass. Good. Wait a minute. How you know? All right, anyway, let me stop. I don't want to get all y'all. Y'all got these little foxes running around here now. Who that? <laughs> so so once, once you get to the point that you're through with this and that you know you got your deliverance and you're okay, you went so many weeks, so many days without it, guess what? Somebody come by you and you smell it. And you're like, ooh. At first it was stink. It's like, ooh. And then all of a sudden your senses and that voice, something, start telling you, I remember when I used to. And now what it's doing is pulling up that memory. It's going to your data bank and trying to find out what was that you did, what were you doing, and how you like it. Next thing you know, you start to think about it. And then you go on the Internet and you see now that some state has legalized it now. And now, how much money people are making off of it? And it, and it starts to desensitize you, and before you know it, you don't have to buy the dope; somebody's offering you a hit of theirs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you may be you may be one of those casual users, but you know that black and mild open you up to start all over again. The devil wants you hooked. He wants you in his territory. He wants you in his control. Because as long as he got you in his control, eventually he can move you somewhere on that board where you're going to do something strategic for him. It may be to take a life. It may be to destroy somebody's future. It may be to get somebody else to act a fool. But he's going to speak to you and he's going to tell you stuff and you're going to have to have enough word of God in you to restrain you. The Bible said, the love of God restrains me. The devil always tells me crazy stuff, but I ain't going to do it. Some of y'all don't even realize it. Things got so bad, y'all, sometimes the devil probably told you, walk out in front of that truck. Whoa, 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 I almost did it. What happened? What was it? You had to catch yourself. You hear me? Okay, that was too big. Okay. Somebody saying something ugly to you, and some say, cuss them out. And here you go. Wait. That's why the Bible tells you you got to learn some patience. You got to be long-suffering. You got to get a devil a chance, throw all his stuff at you, and you're still standing. Stop giving in to the devil when he speaks to you, when he tells you to do something. You don't have to do it. Watch this. You need to ask yourself, who suggested this? Where did this come from? I don't need church no more. Where did that come from? I don't need to come and hear you in my business. Where is that coming from? Mm -hmm. Who is suggesting this to you? I can't stand her. Miss Rita, I heard her teaching this morning. And she was talking about she go to this crossing guard. And this crossing guard don't stop nobody but her. All the people that come down through there, she let them go. But her, she stopped. Where did she get that thought from? What make you think you so special that this woman want to stop you and watch you every day? No, that's what the devil telling you because he's trying to get you offended with his crossing guard. So you step out there and act a fool. Now, here, my counselor out there arguing with a crossing guard because she stops you every day. She's supposed to stop you. Maybe God told her to stop you. Why are you taking it so personal? Mm-hmm. Because the devil trying to build a case against you. He wants to see if you're an act fool. And some of y'all have been hurt. You've been holding on to unforgiveness. The devil going to play on your unforgiveness because he's going to make you get so mad at somebody else because you already got hurt. What he's trying to do, he's trying to set up a root of bitterness in you so when you become bitter, the Bible says your whole body becomes defiled. Now, can't nobody stand you. You don't realize, but some of y'all's attitude is so bad when people see you coming, they like, No, you might not be stinky, but your attitude is. And they just look at you when they first in. They're like, and you think they always look at it. Why are you frowning so much? It's because of you. It's not them. They just know you coming, and all of a sudden, you just change their whole attitude about everything. They were laughing and turn around. What? And you think, ooh, they so nasty. No, it's not them. It's you. You got the root of bitterness in you. And you blaming them now because the devil said they don't like you. No, they don't like your attitude. They can't deal with you. They'd be happy just to deal with you, but your attitude is a problem. If everybody telling you there's something wrong with you, You need to listen. Some of y'all don't want to hear it. Uh, Ain't nothing wrong with me. No, what's wrong with you? Now you're defensive. When people tell you who they are, believe them. When somebody walks up to you and they all nasty, you better believe it, that they gnash nasty on the inside. The Bible says by their fruits you shall know them. Oh. All right. The devil will try to entice you to do wrong. It is the devil who fuels the passion, stirs up the appetite, and awakens the the bad habits. You know what? This was the hardest fast for me this, this time. Why I got so mad? I already know where I'm going to go now. Come Wednesday morning, I'm going to go down there to this little grill that's out there by Nike. I'm going to go up to the Subway place right there on Lamar. I mean, on Shelby Drive and, and Union. I'm going to go down there to, to the cupboard. I'm going to get me some, some of them cornbread down there. I'm going to stop by our uh, Southern Hand and get me one of them cornbread pieces. I mean, I, I already made my mind up. Why? Because all this stuff I saw and I wanted so bad that I'm going to indulge. My, what am I doing? Putting myself back in the same position that I was in before. I learned some discipline, but because I saw everybody else, I'm like, uh-uh. Even while I was fasting and wasn't watching TV, the devil was sh- telling a vision. I can't wait till next Sunday for, uh, cause guess what? I want me some pork chop with the with the with the uh, that sauce on it that they be fixing for me. Uh, look, why? Because I suffered and I owe it to myself. With some ro- yeah, give me some rotel. Uh huh. Come on, bring it on. You see, because when we think that we sacrifice to God. That God really owe us a chance to splurge. To let me get away so that I can enjoy myself because I just sacrificed. So let me be me, God. Don't mess with me now. Because if I want to do wrong, I should have a license to do wrong. Mm-hmm. Watch this. Right, go back. I'm sorry. I ain't got you to that point yet. I might not get to the 12 steps. I'll give y'all 12 steps. Anyway, all right, watch this. Understand that it's not you. It could be the devil. I say it could be because it could be you too, okay? Because you you, there's some evil stuff going on inside of you, okay? It ain't everything the devil. Some of it is you. Mm-hmm. I hear some of y'all cussing. I know that's you. I've heard the devil cuss. Yeah. I said something wrong to a guy one time and I know that was the devil. I heard him. I was like, Who? You know, I couldn't even rebuke him. I just looked at him, I don't know what to do, <laughs> you know what, cast him out what. Some of y'all look cussing It's just cute. <laughs> it ain't really cussing. When you walk up on a demon and he cuss you out, you gonna know. Because he's gonna talk about you and your God. Not your mama, your God. Yeah. You find I ain't no fear in that thing. Something wrong. All right, watch this. Understand, it's not always you. It could be the devil, but he can make you. He can't make you do anything. Stop telling me the devil made me do it. That's a lie. Your will is too strong. God gave you something that will overpower any enemy and will really overpower him, and that is your will. If you want to go to hell, God has to allow you to go. If you want to go to heaven, the devil cannot stop you. Your will is just that strong. All right, so you can't say the devil made you do it because he didn't. All right, well, let me show you some scriptures to show you that the devil will speak to you. John chapter 13, verse 2, King James Version. And supper being ended, the devil having having now put into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him. The devil put it into his heart. These scriptures are in the Bible to let you know that the devil can put stuff in you. He can put some stuff in your heart. If you don't watch it, well, how does he do it? He can do it through TV. He can do it through the people that you hang around. That's why the Bible says good moral, good bad company corrupts good morals. So if you hang around people who are trying to get them some and you're trying to abstain, guess what? Eventually, it's going to get in your heart and you're going to want to do it too. Watch the people you keep in your circle. You're trying to make it. You're trying to be something in life. The devil's going to send some folks who don't want nothing in life. And you know you shouldn't be with them. And guess what? What society is now, all you got to do is get in a car with them rascals, and they go to the wrong place. You're going down too. You better listen. You better hear me. The devil put it into Judah's heart to betray Jesus. That's how much power the devil has. So don't be playing with him. Now, these Ouija boards and all this stuff, that y'all, don't play. Those are not games. Those are doors and those are portals that you're going to open up into your life. Yeah. What's this, this thing that they say you can't say three times? Uh, Bloody Mary or something like that? Yeah. I messed around and watched this movie, Jeepers Creepers. <laughs> Lord Jesus, <laughs> woo. I tried to be macho. I didn't want my wife to know I was scared. But boy, I, could, I had to stay. I didn't give me some scripture. I had to make some confession because Jeepers was creeping me. I was hoping I didn't hear that music because it was messing me up. I tried to mess with somebody else. I tried to call them and start saying that Jeepers, creepers, where'd you get those eyes? I'm like, what the heck am I saying? I can't play with this. What looked like on to me, when it got into that thing, I got scared. I want to see the end of it because I wanted to see him kill that thing because I didn't want him coming back. And at the end of it, he's going to come back in another, what, seven more years or something like that? So I got to get my spirit strong enough for the next seven years when they come out with it again. <laughs> Programming. I can still see it now. I can still hear it now. I'm like, whoo! Y'all, we can't play with stuff. We can't play with the demonic, cause the devil don't play fair. You invite him in your house, he ain't gonna leave. He' let to stay. Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. It's time to go. Let me read this last scripture. <laughs> All right, Acts chapter five, verse three. Now watch these folks. Watch how how the devil messed these folks up. Watch this. This is what happened. They had some land, right? And and the church was going through some things, so people were selling their land. They were giving the money, and they were laying it down at the apostles' feet. These two folks decided they were going to get together, husband and wife team, you know, in the Lord, love the Lord, and they say, you know what? When we sell this land, we're going to take all the money, and we're going to give it to the apostle, lay it down at his feet. Well, what happened? They sold the land. Got more money than they thought they were going to (laughs) get. That greed caught kind a of hold to them. And they say, sure. They got together and said, you know what? Sure. I ain't going to mess with sin. You know, y'all, I don't mess with y'all. All I just say it. And, 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 you know, they got together. and started talking about, you know what? The motherfuckers land didn't cost this much. You know what? They only had a couple of hundred thousand they were giving away. We're talking about some millions. And now, surely the church don't need that much. I tell you what. You know, since there's a couple of 1000000 let keep, let's keep a million for ourselves. Let's give a church a million, okay? And they came, and they laid that million down at the apostle's feet. And this is what happened in Acts chapter 5, verse 3, King James. But Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled thine heart to lie to the Holy Ghost and to keep back part of the price of the land? Why has Satan filled your heart to lie? Some of y'all are some liars. And Satan is filling your heart to lie. You want to know where that lying come from? It come from Satan. It's so easy for you to lie, it's easy for you to lie than tell the truth. What's your name? Puttin' in time. <laughs> really? You just lie, just be lying. Just be lying. You lie for anything. devil, just fill your heart. These folks, you know what happened to them? They died. They died because they lied to the Holy Ghost. They let the devil fill their heart with a lie, and then they told it, and they did it, and the Holy Ghost said, you know what, because you done lied to me, you playing with my money? Some of y'all say, you know what, when I get my taxes back, I'm going to pay my tithe. But Peter asked them, why have you lied to the Holy Ghost? Why you let the devil fill your heart? It was your money, you keep it. No, you're going to give something to the church. When you say you're going to give it to God, and God bless you with it, oh, I got back more than I thought I was going to get back. God's going to say, you know what? Why are you going to lie to me? It was yours, you could have kept it. I didn't need your money. I need your faith. I need your trust. But you going to lie to me? Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> no, you can't repent now. You got to go on and get up. You told God last year if he get. I'm going to leave that alone. I hear your thoughts, but that's okay. All right, I'm going to leave you alone. I'm going to leave you with God. All right, next week, I'm not going to get into it this week. Uh, let me show you what I'm going to get into next week so that you know. I'm going to give you 12 steps. The alcoholic anonymous people, they have 12 steps to stay free. I took those 12 steps and I applied some scriptures to them. I want to help you stay free. I want to help you be right. So what I've done is I took these 12 steps and I put scripture to them to show you, to help you keep free. I don't want you going back to your dope. I don't want you going back to your uh, fornication, your adultery, your homosexuality, your drinking. Come on, give me some other names some stuff y'all got. Don't do it. Do, 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 don't give yourself away. Gambling? All right, all right, all right that's enough. A gospel? All right, I told y'all, stop, stop. All right, all right, all right. Folks going to be looking at you crazy when you leave out here. Girl, they got some oil for you. <laughs> what I want to do is make sure that I'm effective in trying to get you to depend on God's Word. Because once you start saying that word, works, it's going to work for every, every area of your life. Not just for you, but the Bible says for your seed, seed. Now, only going to help you, but it's going to help you with your children's children. Bow your head. Thank you for listening to Repairs of the Breach Ministries podcast. If you would like to learn more about our ministry, please visit us at rotbchurch.com. If you would like to be a blessing to us, please visit the website and select the donations link. Again, thank you for listening and have a blessed day.